to Not So Peter Priest Podcast, the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon Church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at Not So Peter Priesthood. And you can email us at Not So Peter Priesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! Bye! to Pat and he was just like you need a hobby <laughs> I was like I have one it's wearing hilarious clothing <laughs> that was uh, listeners her shirt is Dave Grohl dressed as Spice Girls, oh, Spice Girls. and it's Spice Grohl's <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing every, every time I walked by the mirror. I just started hysterically. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I don't know. Even, even Pat was like, they have boobs. <laughs> I, know. I know. So funny. Oh my God. I love Dave Grohl so much. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Oh, great. <laughs> dog freaking out at my door oh my goodness so dramatic so dramatic mommy mommy you left outside the door mommy how dare you mommy come on psycho oh he'll come up to me and like paw at me he's like let me up let me up like all dramatically oh and now he's gonna do it he's gonna do it yep <laughs> because daddy. i mentioned it and he's like oh daddy daddy let me up let ah. me up so i can Papa, Walter is so annoying. Um, Albus, not so much. He'll just like weasel his way in really slowly to get close to you. But Walter will like stare you down. (laughs) And then he'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Then he'll just like tap, 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 tap with his paw. And I'm like, stop. I see you. I'm here of your existence. I'm aware. (laughs) Stop it. Tap, 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 tap. Oh my god. <laughs> Just like smacks its paws when he's hungry. Smackety smack smack smack. Looks like a little drummer. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Alright. So now we've got dog situated. Um <laughs> happy. My pillow's all fluffed. All right, we're good. Oh good. Good. <laughs> um good because you're gonna want to be comfy for this one. Um <laughs> I know how much you loved seminary as a teenager. Only <laughs> if I that, got my orange slushy. That's what I was going to say. You were that girl that slid in the bag the, late with an orange slushy. <laughs> I did. I absolutely uh, did. So, or soaking wet because somebody would like, if it was snowy and slushy, somebody would like rip around the corner and splash me. Love it. Love that for you. 
I loved that journey for me. And, you know, <laughs> the, like, long, wide leg. Mm, yeah, they get all the, the fringe on the bottom, and then it's, yeah. like, muddy on the bottom and it also. it just, like, travels up your pants throughout the day. Yep. How did we survive high <sighs> school? I don't know. There's days, I wonder. All right, so we're going to do a little seminary lesson because you didn't pay attention, bitch. <laughs> 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 this is, this is come up as a seminary. <laughs> it was an open book test. <laughs> but we're going to do Old Testament. Ah, so exciting. So the reason why I decided to look into this was because uh, something that was posted on Twitter about how this particular book or like story is about the temple and blah, blah, blah. You can learn about the temple through this story. And I was like, oh, I mean, interesting. But yeah, anyway, so but this seminary lesson doesn't go into that but that's the reason why anyway, <laughs> okay. i don't know why i brought that up anyway this is you know from the only thing i remember from seminary really is um we came into class one time and there was like pieces of rope that had been tied into a knot and then cut off so it was just like a little knot and our seminary teacher said i want you to always keep this knot in your pocket and if something comes up that you know is not something you should be doing you should hold up your knot and say afraid not Oh, God. Oh, God. No. No. It's like the only, like, tangible memory I have of seminary is afraid uh, not. <laughs> I always think of the um, the gum um, lessons. Oh, yeah, the gum lessons. And then uh, there was something else that I was remember. Oh. Okay, so we had this, like... Did you guys have to do devotionals at the beginning of them? Like everybody, not devotionals, but like opening, you have to do opening exercises or whatever, but like it's oh, like yeah. somebody, everybody has, somebody's assigned a thought every. Yeah, morning. I never got assigned a thought. It was just, they just skipped me. <laughs> my was, early morning seminary teacher hated me. Oh. And then my release time seminary teacher just like, it's fine. You're fine. It's fine. At least you're here. <laughs> <laughs> just show up, Dusty. Um, so <laughs> that's Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just show up to class. <laughs> At some point during class, be in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had no idea what the fuck I was doing as a freshman in release time seminary. So I was like, I got assigned the talk, the thought, whatever. And so I was like, okay, so that means I... Uh, find somebody to give the thought you know that's why that's what i thought it was i don't know why in my little brain i was just like i'm not giving the thought i don't have a you know like okay i didn't know that that's how it worked you just delegated nobody it. explained perfect. nobody explained it to me so i asked this other person to give the thought and it was like this stupid i don't know and they were like <laughs> i don't know it was just really embarrassing because i was like they had they had my name on there that i was assigned to do it and yet I wasn't giving the thought, so everybody was just kind of like looking at me like, what's happening right now? Why is this there? <laughs> I'm just <Aww. laughs> that's super, that's so sad that nobody I explained I it to you. That. Yeah. And then after Because it's that, probably really oh. embarrassing. I know. I lay awake at three o'clock in the morning thinking all the embarrassing shit I did as a child. It's totally also, fine. Another embarrassing, I had so many embarrassing moments in seminary. I like, so we had like this testimony meeting, seminary, whatever, and uh, I had just moved 
to Idaho. And so I get up and bear my testimony. I start crying and I run out the room. Oh, <laughs> poor baby Jake. Oh. And I was so embarrassed. And then my sister, who was in the same class with me, she comes in and she's like, she comes to the bathroom and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> anyway. Poor baby Jake. I know. But I think of that all the time because it was cringy, embarrassing. Anyway, so. Uh, so we're going to do uh, Old Testament lesson, Ruth, chapters one through two. Uh, do you know anything about Ruth? The Ruth story? Um, is she the one that followed her mother-in-law? Something. She is the... No, mm, or she is the mother-in-law? I can't remember. And I'm about to give the lesson. So anyway, we'll find out. <laughs> find out together. So. <laughs> She's a, well, whether, whether thou wilt go, I will go, woman? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> introduction. Naomi, her husband, and their two sons moved from Bethlehem to the land of Moab, not the Moab, Utah, Moab because of a famine. There, Naomi, Naomi's husband died, and each of her sons married a Moabite woman. After the deaths of both of her sons, Naomi encouraged her daughters-in-law to return to live with their families so they could be cared for. One daughter-in-law, Ruth, chose to stay with Naomi. So, did you say? Uh, Yeah. yeah. She's the daughter-in-law. She's the daughter-in-law that will follow you wherever you go. (laughs) The two returned to Bethlehem where a man named Boaz, who was related to Naomi's husband, married Ruth and provided for their needs. Alright, so we're gonna... (laughs) Of course we have this scenario, right? Okay, A young woman has had a close group of friends for a long time and she cares about each of them. Recently, she has noticed her friends begin to change. They have begun to use inappropriate language. <gasps> Gasp! Some of them are experimenting with alcohol and participating. <gasps> I know, and participating in activities that are against the law of chastity. <gasps> <Okay>. <laughs> are they petting? <laughs> Is there some heavy petting going heavy, on? Heavy petting. Heavy petting. Yes. Uh, uh, the young woman has felt the Holy Ghost prompt her not to go with these friends to parties and other activities, but she has hesitated to obey these promptings. All right. Invite students. Consider whether they have ever been, a, ever been in a similar situation to this. Dusty, have you ever been in a similar situation to this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's what smart-ass Dusty would have said to the seminary teacher just to fuck with her. Because I can still see her in my mind's eye. I would have been like, I've been in this situation and I felt the Holy Ghost prompting me to stay with those friends because if they were intoxicated, I didn't want them to be left to their own and have something Uh bad to them. I felt that it was my job as their friend to make sure that they were safe. (laughs) And then the summer teacher has nothing to say to it because she'd be like, well, that doesn't go along with my lesson plan. See why she hated me? See why she hated me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So we're going to invite students to look for truths as they study Ruth 1 through 2 that can help them in situations when they must decide whether they will have faith and trust in the Lord. All right. So (laughs) it's supposed to write the following words on the board. Famine, Elimelech, I don't know why, Naomi, Milan, Chilion, Bethlehem, Moab, Orpah, and Ruth. Supposed to write those on the board. All right. I can see them. It just yeah, just envision it. Okay. Especially Elimelech, because that's. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
And I then, think I spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ruth, one, one through five. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. Oh, famine on the board. And oh, a certain oh. man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, also on the board. He and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech. On the board. And his the wife, name of his wife, Naomi. And the name of his two sons, Milan and Chilion. Jesus. Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. Oh, cross him out of them. And she was oh, left of her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah. Not, o- not Oprah. Orpah. That's who she's supposed to be named after, but they missed Mex misspelled it on her birth certificate. Did you know that? Oh, really? Yeah. Could you imagine if she was Orpa? You'd be like, oh, I'm going to watch the Orpa show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's who she's like named after, but it wasn't spelled properly, so she's Oprah. <laughs> All right. That's the story I heard. I, I You can fact check me, but I like read something online, so there's like a 17% chance it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Everything on the internet is true. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and Milan and Milan. That sounds. Uh, anyway, that's probably like Mal. I don't know. And Chilion died also, both of them. And the women woman was left her two sons and her husband of her two sons and her husband. So Naomi, uh, Naomi's husband and each of her sons married. A, and then her she's left alone. And anyway. All right. So. Ask the class to follow along, looking for how each of the words on the board relates to the account of Ruth. So it's just to give you context, whatever. After the students have finished reading, point to each word on the board and ask the class to briefly explain how it relates to the story. We aren't going to do that. Point out that in ancient Israel, a widow's son were typically responsible for providing her without protection, with protection, food, and care. If a wid- widow had no living sons or male relatives, she had to provide for herself. This could be very difficult if she did not own land or have other resources. It appears that Naomi, Orpa, and Ruth were in the situation. Dusty, what? <laughs> Since you're the only student, <laughs> what <are the> concerns? <laughs> uh, this makes me think of uh, there was uh, not some only Mormon where they were talking about Sarah, Sarah's experience in seminary, where she was like one on one with the teacher. So she. Oh yeah, because it was her mom, morning. wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know, but it was early morning, and so she'd have to like be the only one to answer the questions. <laughs> <It's terrible. laughs> oh, could you imagine? Like, Would anybody uh, like to? You'd be like, it's just me. <laughs> uh, what concerns might you have had if you had been in the position of Naomi, Orpa, and Ruth? What concerns would I have had? Yeah. <laughs> why did my husband not leave me any land? Exactly. <laughs> Number one, why are we in this country I'm not from and you friggin' die on me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, it invites students to look at this Bible map so you can see where Moab is. And then, yeah. Explain that Naomi had relatives living in Bethlehem and Orpah and Ruth had family members living in Moab. Every time I hear Moab, I think of Utah. But I anyway. do too. <laughs> Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had revisited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore, she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. 
And Naomi said unto her daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you've dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. Uh, Ask the class to follow along, looking for what Naomi decided to do and what she told her daughters-in-law to do. Why did Naomi decide to return to Bethlehem? Are you paying attention, Dusty? I'm not going to. Um, because the land of Judah and bread. Yeah, there was food in Bethlehem. What did Naomi instruct her daughters in law to do? To go back to their mother's homes. Mm -hmm. To help students consider the possible advantages and disadvantages of the decision Orpah and Ruth faced. There's a chart to put on the board, so you have the advantages. So advantages of staying in Moab is to, let's see, return to live with your family and marry new husbands who provide for them. Go to Bethlehem, there's food. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Ruth 1.10, and they said unto her, Surely we will return unto thee with, with thee unto thy people. Hmm. What did Orpah and Ruth say they would do? They would return with Naomi, right? Yes, but Orpah didn't. Did she go back to her family? Uh, I think you're getting ahead. <laughs> sorry, I studied, okay? I'm sorry. I'll just go back to the It's fine. <laughs> Drink your slushy. <laughs> Based on Orpah and Ruth's response, what type of feelings do you suppose they had for Naomi? Uh, point out that the phrase thy people in verse 10 explained that the Israelites' religion and culture differed significantly from those of the people who lived in Moab who worshipped idols. Although Orpah and Ruth were Moabites, it appears that they had forsaken the worship of idols and instead worshipped the Lord with their husbands and Naomi. So they're choosing the right. <laughs> they're to, um, okay. Okay. <laughs> what might have been some of the advantages of choosing to go with Naomi to Bethlehem? Run, uh, run. Yeah. Uh, caring for Naomi and worshiping the Lord with others who believed in him. All right, so Ruth 1, 11 through 14. And Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? That's weird. Yeah, the Bible's so weird. Yeah. (laughs) It's also, I saw somebody say that, like, thousands of years from now, because of how language changes, there will be no difference between a butt dial and a booty call. Oh. (laughs) Um, And that's why we don't understand the Bible. And I was like, that's so true. That's a good point. That's so true. Yeah. Anyways. Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say, I have hope. If I should have a husband, also tonight, and I should also bear sons. I don't know. So she wants a booty call, but she's too old to have sons. (laughs) (laughs) Would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you? So she's saying, like, if I had babies. She had babies right now, they could stay with her and wait until the babies were grown, and then they could take them as husbands. How old are these women? That's weird. I don't know. Uh, would you stay for that? Maybe it's maybe she's saying like you can't stay around because I'm not going to have kids. Like 
Maybe it's all like Yeah, I think that's what she's trying to say is like even if she had children, she was able to have sons around. right now. It's yeah, you can't yeah. stick around until they're grown up and can take care of you. Because oh, she says, nay, my daughters, for grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. So Orpah left and mm-hmm. Ruth stayed. Because they were really good friends. They mm-hmm. lived together, and they were mm-hmm. awesome roommates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just friends just, just roommates just friends they're just roommates yeah mm-hmm. ask the class about oh why did naomi discourage orpah and ruth okay uh, <laughs> all right what other disadvantages might orpah and ruth have experienced as a result of going to bethlehem <coughs> excuse me possible um, they were away from their families mm-hmm needing to provide for themselves and being strangers in a land distant from their homes and families. And, you know, racism, what like, you know, Israelite man is going to take a woman from Moab as their wife, mm-hmm. unless they were in Moab. And that was their only option. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, disadvantages of staying in Moab. They would not be with Naomi whom they loved and they may not be able to worship the Lord with others who shared their faith. Uh, all right. And asked like what you would do in Orpah and Ruth's position. And, and they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Bold, behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. What could the words gone back unto her people and unto her gods suggest about Orpah's relationship with the Lord? She wasn't fully converted to the gospel because she just slept it off and went back to her old ways of worshiping idols. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, paying attention. It is. <laughs> and Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee, for whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also if aught but death part thee and me. And they were just friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do Ruth's words show that she trusted in the Lord? I don't After- think they do, but that's fine. <laughs> I think that maybe she was like in love with Naomi. <laughs> I've, I've felt that for a long time. But anyways, we're supposed to write this incomplete statement on the board. If we choose to trust in the Lord, then dot, dot, dot. Invite students to look what happened as a result of Ruth's decision to trust in the Lord as they continue to study the book of Ruth. (sighs) Summarize Ruth 18 through 22 by explaining that Naomi and Ruth traveled to Bethlehem. Since they were extremely poor, they desperately needed to find a way to support themselves. Now we're back to, now we're to... Ruth 2, uh, Ruth 2, 1 through 3. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabites said, that's all. I'm that's a mouthful. If I ever meet somebody from Moab, Utah. Moab. Oh, a Moabitis. A Moabitis. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like diabetes. Moabitis. <laughs> that sounds like sounds something tainted. you need to speak to a doctor for. Yeah. <laughs> Does it itch? <laughs> I got the Moabitis. <laughs> diabetes. 
Uh, <laughs> now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. Then said Boaz unto Roost, Roost? Ruth, hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger unto her? Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field of the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. <laughs> lots of corn, lots of falling on her face. I don't know. Um, I mean, at least she didn't fall on her breasts. <laughs> she boob boobily. She boob boobily. <laughs> How did Ruth and Naomi obtain food? You may need to explain that to glean means to pick up grain that it remains in the field after the crop after the crop has been harvested. Explain that the law of Moses instructed those who own fields not to harvest the crops in the edges of their fields. The law of Moses was so weird. It was like very particular. The yeah. law allowed poor to harvest these crops, ensuring that they would have something to eat after the harvest was gathered in. The poor were also allowed to go into the field and glean the crops that had been missed by the harvesters. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to skip so all So Moses was a socialist. No, I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, it is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath, con- she came. Mm-hmm. And hath continued even from the morning until now, and that she tarried a little in the house. Uh, what did ask the class to follow along, looking for what Boaz did when he saw Ruth gleaning, gleaning, mm-hmm, in his field? <laughs> he, he said, "No, thou shalt eat of thine whatever, <laughs> and drinketh of the water with the young men." <laughs> That gleans, has, gleaned has, and has, came. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. She came and hath continued even from the morning. So oh, was, my goodness. Poor woman is tired here and get her a <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> Sounds like a good night. Uh, what did Boaz <laughs> want to know? Uh, oh, I missed this one. Let's see. Ask the class to follow along. Okay. Uh, all right. How did Boaz show kind of? This has a point, I promise. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> How we get to the lesbian lovers again? I'm you're like, drinking I'm my Slurpee. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's funny because, like, going off on all this stuff, it's like, okay, we started with like a story that actually relates, but then you're like, oh, now I got to read all these scriptures that are boring. You know, like this is mm-hmm. typical seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how did Boaz show kindness to Ruth? Uh, 
And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shewed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father. And sorry, this all is thou. How thou <laughs> hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and art come art come unto a people which thou knewest not to heretofore. Jesus fucking Christ. Can you just <laughs> say, like, this is why... It bugged me the King James version was supposed to be like the most but if you talk about talk to like biblical scholars, like King James Version is probably the worst one to go by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's so hard. Uh, the Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel under whose wings thou art come to trust. Ugh. According to the first part of verse 11, why did Boaz so, show such great kindness to Ruth? Are you falling asleep? <laughs> because because she hey, my slurpy, because she took care of her mother-in-law and did not want to leave her and was kind to her mother-in-law and didn't go back to her daddy to just be taken care of. Mm-hmm. What principle can we learn from Ruth's experience about what can happen as we show love and kindness to others? We will reap rewards of corn gleaned from the fields <laughs> and come all morning. <laughs> mm, all right. I'm liking this. Uh, students may use different words. Dusty used different words, but you have to identify the following principle. When we show love and kindness to others, we invite the Lord's blessings into our lives. <laughs> It's just getting worse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when have you or someone you know received the Lord's blessings after showing love and kindness for others? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. According to verse 12, what was another reason why Ruth had been blessed? Because she trusted in the Lord. Notice how they're just repeating, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's just this whole, and imagine, like, you're, uh, I just, I keep thinking about how this is like when you're really impressionable, and you're you're a teenager, and your mm-hmm. brains are just like, hmm, yeah, I gotta trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. Because you're half repeated. asleep, and it's just yeah. being drilled, drilled in. into your brain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So that little statement that we wrote on the board earlier, apparently, the make-believe board that I'm writing on right now, uh, if we choose to trust in the Lord, then he will reward us for our faith. To help students understand how this principle further applied in Ruth's life, summarize these scriptures by explaining that Boaz showed additional kindness to Ruth by inviting her to eat with him mm-hmm. and the reapers, the people he hired to harvest his fields. Harvest these fields, Boaz. <laughs> Boaz also <laughs> told the reapers to leave extra portions of grain for Ruth to harvest. Ruth returned to Naomi and told her what had happened. Together they rejoiced in the Lord's blessings and kindness to them. I also thought this was a, like a good thing to talk about because like American Thanksgiving is coming up. <laughs> so anyway, harvest. We already had ours. I know. No more pumpkin pie at Costco. <laughs> there's this long scripture i'm supposed to read but i'm not gonna do that um oh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> how could the principle we identified about choosing to trust in the lord help the young woman in this scenario the scenario from the beginning of the class 
So do you want me to re- repeat the oh, scenario? Oh, right, with the girls that are with the alcohol so, and the parties and the heavy bedding, uh, right? Heavy bedding, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so if we trust we... in the Lord, what we were supposed to say. <laughs> See, it doesn't work because I already fucked it up. I was like, well, <laughs> I'm supposed to, I'm trusting that the Lord is whispering to me through the Holy Ghost that I'm supposed <laughs> to take care of my friends. So if I do, that means nothing. My friend won't get assaulted (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in her drunken state Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. trusted the lord they hated me they hated me so much (laughs) after students respond invite a student to read oh this i was going to send this to you so you could read it but i'll just okay thank you (laughs) (laughs) this is a statement by elder richard g scott of the quorum of the twelve possibles apostles the impossibles Impossibles. At times, you may feel lonely and misunderstood because you don't fit in with the crowd. Be grateful that your righteous life molds you so you don't fit where you don't belong. This is a temporary period of personal testing and growth. It will be replaced in time with friends and greater happiness. Happiness, happiness always. I never fit in with the Mormon kids, so this is so funny to me that it's like. <laughs> No, yeah, honey, you don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I love that they take. So this whole story is supposed to be about like, yeah, trusting in the Lord, or whatever. But they make it, they twist it into they like, oh, into oh, you're supposed to like. Mm, no, that's a rated R movie, and I can't be in the same room with it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you have a coffee cup? We can't be friends anymore. Mm. I saw you at Starbucks, and I can't be. Mm-mm. I can't stand in unholy places. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> that's they. They take even the Bible lessons. They make into this whole thing of oh, we're Mormon and we're better than everybody else, and so yeah. we have to stand in holy places and be yeah, and trust in the Lord, to, and trust in not, the Lord, and avoid and the, the appearance of evil. And oh, just because your friends are doing it doesn't mean you can do it. And yeah, avoid peer pressure. And like we were talking about in the general conference episode, with the it was like. Um, this Holy Spirit will leave you if you're in those mm-hmm. situations, but then it doesn't make sense because the companion just left you. So what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and I find it really interesting that, like, I feel like Christian friends of mine learn the story of Ruth and they talk about, like, devotion to family and, like, women working together and being stronger together. And the Mormon church is like, no, 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 no. no it's about We're going to make sure that, like, Sarah <laughs> and Susie know that they can't be friends with Angela because Angela made out with a boy on the weekend. That's what it's about. Like, it's just so mm-hmm. silly to me. Like, there's actually good things you can learn from the Bible and they just twist it into their own, like bullshit <laughs> and it makes me crazy yeah well and also like the the perception of mormons and ex-mormons and how like oh everybody's a degenerate if you you mm-hmm. can't and also like the whole thing with rusty rusty saying never take counsel from anybody who doesn't believe mm-hmm. well that's uh that's it just compounds this belief that of othering other of people that are making quote-unquote wrong decisions mm-hmm. instead of like I'm actually going to help you. Like, but I liked your answer where you were saying like I would actually stay with them so that they were even though you were like being an asshole dusty, but like but that's how I, I was. Like that's actually how I was. I remember so many times like being at like metal shows or like we do like these like punk shows and stuff 
and like absolutely was not like the greatest place in the world but I was there with girls who were drinking and I remember like helping them like my my one friend she puked all over my Doc Martens and I can't even get over it still to this well, day no. I, I can't but like <laughs> I remember she was like sick in the bathroom at this like it was like this underground punk show and like this guy was like it's fine I got her and I was like you get your hands off of her she's with me I've got this. And like, I took her to my truck and like got her home safe. Like to me, that's the kind of girl I was in high school. And all these like clicky Mormon girls were like, Oh, did you know Dusty went to that like punk show on the weekend? And I'm like, yeah. And I like helped somebody and was like a good fucking person. What were you doing sitting at home with your Bible shoved up your ass? Like, God damn it. (laughs) And like, and that was like, like people like, looked at me as like I was this trashy teenage girl because I was not standing in holy places but like I feel like I was a better person because I actually gave a shit about people around me yeah and anyways if you look at how there's something that I always um think about when I see how Mormons treat other people that are like quote-unquote sinful or like Mm -hmm. doing things that they shouldn't be quote-unquote where it's Mm -hmm. um i'm like uh jesus stood with the sinners and he like helped them he knelt down like there was a the um i was thinking of that scripture where it's um the the sex worker is like being about to be stoned to death Mm -hmm. and they um he says, he who is without cinnamon, let yeah. him cast the first stone. Yeah. And it seems like they they don't, that does not compute, you know? It's just like. Right, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, but I am, like, I am without sin. They don't yeah. see themselves as sin, sinful because no. they they read their scriptures. They do all this stuff. But of course, yeah. it's not just, and and then also on top of that, this whole idea of taking the Lord's name in vain isn't necessarily just like specifically saying like, Oh my God. Like it's usually is like how it's usually taught is like, Oh, we don't say that it's, Mm -hmm. it's acting in the name of God, but like doing things that aren't that doing things to lift yourself up rather than like uh, glorifying God. And yes, that's exactly regardless of what you believe. It's just like, that's I, and then they say, Oh, well you can't hold me to that standard because you don't believe in it. Well, I used to know you that, do, that though. stuff, and <laughs> you believe it, so you should be standing to it, and you hate yeah. that I'm calling you out on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, like, I remember, like, I had a friend that was, like, in a bad place, and there was, like, booze and pills, and I remember taking the alcohol and putting it in the trunk of my vehicle and completely forgetting about it, and then getting in so much trouble regardless of like me saying it's not mine I didn't even drink it and remember like we don't even have the appearance of because like as a six-year-old kid I was like what the fuck do I do with this like I can't throw it in the garbage at my parents house because and then they ended up finding it anyways and like I'm the one that's in so much trouble because I had booze in my vehicle and I'm like but you don't understand that I was like helping helping someone like it just it doesn't matter that part of my personality 
never mattered to anybody. I, it didn't matter that I was a kind person, that I was cared about people, that I had empathy, that I was trying to help people. All that mattered is like, she was at a punk show. She had booze in her car. Blah, 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 blah. And I just think it's so funny that Mormons profess to be like Christian loving people. And I'm like, but you're fucking not. Like you only yeah. look at the facade and you don't care about anything deeper inside of a person's soul. Mm-hmm. And it's just because like a lot of those Mormon girls that I hung out with, they were evil little bitches. But because they were oh, yeah. seminary and, and had their scriptures and had that like. Mm-hmm. Just to me, me it's worse to um, pretend to be perfect and righteous mm-hmm. and be an ugly person on the inside than to be like what you did, like where you're just like you're showing empathy and kindness, but you're also in these places where that probably isn't the most uh, that's not the norm. You know, yeah. like people are yeah. just having fun, you know, and it's not like the that to me is actually showing more Christ like. Uh, attributes than what um and i you know and i my own personal feelings aside as far as like my i don't think that i don't necessarily believe in jesus anymore or god mm-hmm. or whatever anymore but like i still look for those attributes in people and say that's a that's a good person because you you know mm-hmm. jesus did exist and he was you know he was probably this great person you know like yeah yeah just like muhammad and like you know there's and um buddha Buddha and and, yeah all religious leaders that had some sort of yeah yeah so even if you look at him as just this person that did this great you know that was a reformist amongst the middle east you know and um they like looking at him as an example of goodness and like rather than um and not saying not using his name to do harmful things i just yeah yeah no i completely yeah i always found that really and even as an adult like i'm not i'm i don't believe in god and so i'm like seen like atheist is is a bad word to even say to people And I'm like, but I still have a soul and I still care about people. Like I'm still Mm. that 16 year old person still grew up to be a, you know, a woman almost 40 who still gives a shit about other people's safety and livelihoods. And like, I'm still that person. Yeah. And it's just funny that like that part of that doesn't matter because I left the church, you know, exactly. Supersedes me leaving the church supersedes over me being a person that gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you can't be a good person without the church. I mean, I what? I a little girl <laughs> on the playground told my son that um, you're not a good person if you don't believe in God. And he said, I believe in Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 so as for me and my house, we will serve Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Which Spider-Man, though? Are we talking like Andrew Garfield? Are we talking Tom Holland? That's I don't good. know. Yeah, Tom Holland's <laughs> the newest. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man. Mm. <sighs> I liked him in the first one, but the, the the emo one where he went all emo, I was like, no. It's so cringy. I watched it the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was really viscerally uncomfortable in that scene because I watched it in the theater, and I was like, this is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just remember I went to um the first Spider-Man on a date with my like first like real true love. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I loved that movie. And like the soundtrack, I had like the CD for the soundtrack, and like Chad Kroger was on the soundtrack. Nickelback Shadow. Yeah, <laughs> and right. Corey Taylor did um bother from the soundtrack oh my god i'm gonna go listen to it right now when we're done though. all right it's such a good soundtrack like the movie flawless the soundtrack flawless and then after that it got really weird but the yeah. first one the first yeah, one with toby mcguire was so good anyway i do have to say i like tom holland as spider spider he's such a cutie um, he's like what like spider-man was like in the comic books i feel like yeah. as like he's just yes. like a smart ass and he's like like lippy and a little witty and that's what i think of he's like the perfect comic book spider-man i do like yep. him yep. he's like young enough to be my child but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> anyways that was a weird i don't tangent. know why we went on a tangent about spider-man what was that because or... my son believes in spider-man oh. not god <laughs> 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 right. Well, now you know about Ruth and yeah. her special mother-in-law friend. That her was, special friend. It was just a platonic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want to go find a new husband. Wanted to stay with just some woman. Weird. 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 And they say that queer people didn't exist in the olden ancient days. Okay. Sure. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> And you got to have a seminary lesson, and you made it through it without a orange slushie. So I'm really disappointed about the lack of slurping <laughs> in this bitch, but you can find my water. <laughs> Drink your water, bitch. Stay hydrated. Cheetah, <laughs> come eat your tail. 